Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Yeah. Anything wrong in me? Hey, take it out right now. Burn it out right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. We magnify you, Lord. We lift up the name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. You are such a good, good, good father. You are such a good, good father, Lord God. We just lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. My God, you are a good God. You are a faithful God. You are a strong God. My God, you are glorious. You are glorious. You are glorious, Lord God. We thank you. We bless you. We magnify you, Lord God. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. Lord, you are our strong tower. My God, we bless you. My God, we praise you. My God, we glorify you, Lord God. Yes, yes, yes. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We go- I dare you to lose it. I dare you to just lose it this morning. I dare you. I'm daring you. I triple dog dare you that this is the morning that you just lose it, that you just break into a praise, that you don't let anything hold you back, that you just begin to release out your mouth how much you love God and how grateful you are to God and how awesome God is that you just lift up the name of Jesus. My God, we thank you. My God, that you, my dad was teaching Bible study last night and he was just saying, worship is for God. Worship is not for ourselves. Now, if we get something out of worship, that's different, but worship is not for ourselves. I dare you just to lose yourself just for a few minutes. You just lose yourself in God. You just begin to worship you. You just begin to bless his name. You just begin to lift up the name of Jesus. My God, I thank you. My God, I glorify you. My God, I bless you, Lord God. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. You are a good, good Father. You are a good, good Father. You are a good, good Father. We bless your name. We praise your name. We magnify you. We glorify you, Father God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. You are good and your mercy endures forever. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, we bless you. My God, we extol you. Holy, 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 holy is he. My God, you are so wonderful. You are so magnificent. You are glorious, Lord God, and we thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for all you are. We thank you for being the beginning and the end. We thank you for being El Shaddai, my God. We thank you, Father God, for being Jehovah Jireh, the one that provides for us. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. My God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you, my God. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus, Lord God. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. My God, we lift you up, Lord God. We thank you. We bless you. We magnify you, Lord. You are such a good, good father. You are such a good, good father. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you. We glorify you, Father God. We lift you up, Lord God. You are so amazing. You are so amazing, Lord God. 
You are so amazing, Father God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord. Yes, Lord, you are good. You are faithful. You are such a good, good father. You are such a good, good father. You are such a good, good father. We put our focus on you this morning, Lord God. We devote ourselves to you this morning, Lord God. My God, my God, Lord God, we are holding ourselves accountable this morning according to your word, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for justice. Thank you for joy. Thank you for strength. Thank you for peace. Thank you for love. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for grace. My God, thank you for providing for us. Thank you for being our shield and protector. Thank you for being healer. Anybody know him to be healer? I do. Father God, we thank you. I thank you for being healer. I thank you for being strength when I could not be strong for myself. My God, we thank you. My God, we bless you. We praise you, Lord God. We lift up your name. My God, El Shaddai. My God, Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Sadiqnu. Lord God, we love you. We bless you. We praise you. We glorify you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. Holy, 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 holy. Holy, holy, holy. My God, you are so good. My God, you are so good. My God, you are so good. Lord God, thank you for supplying all our needs according to your riches and glory. My God, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. We lift up the name of Jesus. 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 My God, thank you, Lord God. 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 My God, thank you. We bless you. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, 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 holy. You are our reasonable portion. You are our strength. You are our way maker. My God, thank you, 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 Lord God, thank you, Lord God. We surrender ourselves to you this morning. We surrender ourselves to you this morning, Lord God. We bless you. We praise you, my God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for being bruised for our iniquities. We thank you for being chastised for our peace. We thank you, Father God, that all of our brokenness and all of our depression and all our despair, Father God, and every tissue and every fiber and every cell rested on the cross. And we thank you for your resurrecting power. And we thank you, Lord God, that you did not leave us alone, that you sent us a comforter, the Holy Spirit. We thank you, healer. 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 We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you, Lord God. My God, we glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. My God, we thank you. 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 We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God. We lift up the name of Jesus. 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 My God, you're a good, good God. You're a good, good Father. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. My God, we bless you. We praise you. My God, I thank you for the activities of my limbs. I thank you, Father God, for being in my right mind, Lord God. I thank you for the hairs on my head. I thank you, Father God. God, for a healthy immune system. My God, I thank you, Father God, for healthy sinus cavities, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that my lungs and my kidneys and my liver, my God, and my colon, my God, all of it acts, my digestive system, my 
lymph node system, my everything, my respiratory system, my cardiovascular system, Lord God, my neurons, my God, the protein, everything that makes up every fiber, every tissue and every cell in my body. I thank you. It aligns up with my body. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I drive out ADHD. ADD, anything that is does not go with you, that does not belong in us, autism, Asperger's, I drive it out right now back to the force of hell from which it came, muscular dystrophy, I drive it out, lupus, I drive it out right now in the name of Jesus. You do not belong in our body. You do not belong here. We do not align with it. We don't stand in agreement with it, Lord God. We thank you for your supernatural healing power. My God, we can pay attention. My God. God, we can study the word. My God, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. We operate in the mind of Christ and we put our focus on you, Father God. And we decree and declare today that every generational curse, my God, I don't care if it goes back to the generations, a thousand generations, 10,000 generations, every generational curse that does not line up with kingdom, that does not line up with your word, Lord God. My God, for Jesus came to set the captive free. We drive out every generational curse, every stronghold, everything that has been exalting itself against your kingdom. My God, in the night, mighty name of Jesus, we drive out the forces of darkness back to the pits of hell from which it came. We bind up every principality and every spirit of darkness, every stronghold. My God, every debt being demolished, Lord God, every thought, every thought that we've been thinking that's been exalting itself against the name of Jesus. We drive out those forces right now in the name of Jesus. You cannot dwell here. We draw a bloodline covenant in the sand. My God. God, we thank you. My God, we bless you. My God, we glorify you. My God, strengthen us according to your word, daddy God. Strengthen us according to your word. My God, Lord God, we bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God for our earthly assignments. We thank you for the wisdom for our earthly assignments. We thank you, Father God, that the same mind that's in Christ Jesus is in us, Lord God. I thank you. We walk sober. We walk bold, Lord God, that we stop overthinking the kingdom and that we just live out what your word says. Anything in our life that has been distracting us and keeping us from kingdom. My God, we thank you, Father God, today that justice is serve, Father God. We thank you, Father God. You are judging, Father God. You are judging, Father God, according to your world, according to your loving kindness, Lord God. We thank you for grace and we thank you for peace and we thank you for supernatural increase, Lord God. I thank you, Father God. We petition you, Daddy God, for Father God. Thank you, Father God. We petition you, Lord God, for clarity, for wisdom, for knowledge, for understanding, Lord God. Heal our broken places, Father God, where we've been fearful, where we've been double-minded, Lord God. We thank you that you are healing our broken places, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that the same mind that is in Christ Jesus is in us. Let us be sober. Let us be vigilant. Let us be bold. Let us be forthcoming, Lord God. Let us set our mind on things above. My God, let us be quickened in the Holy Spirit. Is this from above? Should this be getting our focus? Should this have our attention? My God, we thank you, Father God, for kingdom culture alive in us. We thank you, Father God, for renewing our mind, Lord God. My God, let us be anxious for absolutely nothing. Everything in prayer and supplication, making our requests known. And you are the God that answers. And you are such a good, good father. So we thank you, Lord God, for giving us our daily bread. My God, give us our... Supply us our daily portion, Lord God. Let favor go before us. Let favor provide supernatural increase. Let favor cause policies, rules, and regulations to be reversed to our advantage, Lord God. We just receive our daily portion from you, Lord God. My God, let heaven and earth rejoice. Let heaven and earth rejoice. My Yarash. We thank you for supernatural increase. We thank you for supernatural increase. We thank you for your sustain. I hear you, Lord. We thank you for your sustaining power. We thank you, Lord God, 
that we find our strength in you. My gosh. We thank you, Lord God. We are anchored in you. And we thank you, Father God, that you are glorious, that you are glorious, that you are glorious, that you are glorious. What art man that you made? You are mindful of us. You made it just a little bit lower. Father God, than the angels, I thank you, Father God, you are revealing yourself to us today. You are destroying every stronghold, every stronghold, every principality, everything that we've been entangled with, every yoke of darkness. I hear you, Lord God, break through anointing. My God, break it off of us. Loose us, loose us, loose us, loose us. Drive it out right now in the name of Jesus. Break it off of us, Lord God, break it off of us, destroy it. Right now, in the name of Jesus, every entanglement of darkness, my God, every spirit of sexual immorality, lust, whatever it is that's been entangled, hopelessness, whatever it is, depression, despair, whatever it is that's been entangled in us, we drive out that force of darkness right now in Jesus' name. Lord God, and we thank you for your holiness. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your justice. We thank you for your love. We anchor you in your truth, in the truth, Daddy God. My God, I thank you. We thank you that you go before us and prepare a way for us. My God, you're driving out the forces of darkness. Anything, any soul tie, anything, any wrong mindset, drive it out in the name of Jesus. Drive it out in the name of Jesus. My God, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here on the scene to teach us. My God, you are here to teach us. You are here to teach us. You are here to groom us. You are here to develop us. So we will not resist your authority in this earth. My God, let us be mindful on things above. My God, let us be anchored in your truth. Holy, 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 holy is he. 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 My God, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We praise you, daddy. We magnify you, daddy. We glorify you. We glorify you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We bind our mind to the mind of Christ. We bind our will, the will of God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for purpose. We thank you for assignments. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your love. We thank you. We are enveloped and surrounded in your love. My God, breakthrough, breakthrough anointing. I thank you, Lord God, that the breakers anointing, Father God, that you are burning up the chaff. Anything, my God, in us that does not line up with the word of God. We thank you for victory. We thank you. We are overcomers. We thank you for victory. We thank you for destroying yokes and tearing down strongholds and demolishing wrong mindsets right now as we speak. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, that even the debts are being demolished, Lord God, that you go before us. My God, that you go before us, Lord God, that you are going before us. So we thank you, Lord God, for going before us. We thank you, Lord God, for going before us, my God. We thank you, Lord God, that you came to set the captive free, Lord God. And we receive our freedom today in Christ Jesus. We receive it, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 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 My God, we bless you. My God, we praise you. My God, we glorify you. Lord God, we thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My God, I thank you. My God, we bless you. My God, we praise you. My God, we glorify you. My God, my God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. My God, I thank you, Lord God. We bless you. We praise you. We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you. We glorify you, Father God. We open our mouths wide, Lord God, so that you may fill it. We open our mouths wide, Lord God, so that you may fill it up. Fill our mouths up, Father God, with good things, with blessings. My God, strengthen us, O Lord. Strengthen us, O Lord. Strengthen us, O Lord. Strengthen us, O Lord. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. 
We glorify you, Father God. I'm going to read to you Deuteronomy 6 and 5. And it says that you must love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And 6 says that you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Mm. <laughs> you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands I'm giving you today. And that came from Deuteronomy 6. And if I were you, I admonish you to go read the entire chapter of Deuteronomy 6. And that you just figure out, you find yourself in a position, in a place where you love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your everything. My God, we glorify you. We thank you for your word today. Let the word of your mouth and the meditation of your heart, your, our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You are our strength. You are our redeemer, Lord God. You are with us and you go before us and we celebrate you, Jesus. 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 My God, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Say this, say this. I want the same mind in Christ Jesus to be in me. Say that, say that bold today. I want the same mind that's in Christ Jesus to be in me, right? I want the same mind, my God, the same, Lord, I want the same mind that is in Christ Jesus to be in me and nothing else. I heard you. I felt the breakers anointing. I always know when the Lord is going to break strongholds. We always think it looks uh, so small. You got to fall out in the spirit, even though the heavy presence of the Lord will make you fall out in the spirit. But anytime the anointing on the scene is to break strongholds, to destroy yokes, it's so real. It's so overwhelming and it's so consuming and God will be breaking things off of you and you won't even know it. You'll just no longer have a desire for some of the things that you would have desired before. You'll no longer have a desire for those things any longer. Those things won't be something that you desire. You want to even do anymore and you won't even know like because it wasn't in your own strength. It was in God's strength and you'll wake up and you you, you won't have a taste for smoking cigarettes or you won't have a taste for drinking or things that you've been trying to pull out. You just don't have a taste for it anymore. And it's because you yielded to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit went and did the same, did that work, right? The Holy Spirit went and did that work. Whoa. Okay. So I just got a lot of little tidbits to give you today. We're kind of, we're not at the end of our series on renewing our mind in Christ, but we're kind of coming up and wrapping up the seven steps, right? The seven steps to the mind of Christ. Um, Philippians 2, 5 and 7 says, have this mind among yourselves. Um, and this is the English standard version. Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself out by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. So if I'm going to have the same mind of Christ, there's something significant that I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to empty myself out and I'm going to have to consent to empty myself out. Like I've got to consent. I've got to get before God. I told you God is not a bully. Um, he's so gentle with us. God is God is God would not have given you a free will. He is never going to force himself upon you. You do have choices. You have decisions, right? But but you need to know if you really want to walk in the mind of Christ, then what I have to do is I have to turn and make a decision. You know what? I am going to have to empty myself out like I'm going to have to place myself in a position where if I'm going to operate in the mind of Christ, then I've got to humble myself and I've got to empty myself out and I've got to go before the throne and go before God as if I know nothing. <laughs> like as if I know nothing, like Christ had all the authority, all the power. He knew who he was in Christ Jesus. But when he came here as a man, he humbled himself as a servant. 
on, on a journey of saying, you know what, God, I'm here to do what you call me to do and nothing else. And so many things, the more that God has been teaching me about kingdom culture and where we are kingdom and how kingdom is supposed to be here on earth. I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come right. Thy will be done. We want God's kingdom here on earth. And so many of us have been living outside of kingdom. We've been living in, well, Lakeisha, we live in the system, but the scripture tells us you can be in the world, but not of the world. You can be in this very world, but not of this world. You, you can be in this world and that is not mindless. Oh, that's just mindless. That's unoblivious. It is not. It is not mindless. It is not um, unoblivious. It is really actually what Christ came for, for to reset what happened wrong in the garden. <laughs> when they ate the fruit and sinned, what happened wrong in the garden, Christ was the reparation for our sin, right? The reparation, God has been helping me um, understand reparations. So Christ is the reparation for our sin. Reparation, reparation means to make amends for a wrong one has done, right? And usually we'll pay money, but Christ was the reparation of our sins. When Christ died on the cross for us, it was the act of God repairing the relationship between us and God. Reparations was the act of God restoring us. That's what Christ was. Those were the reparations. Those were kingdom reparations. Those were the benefits. So now my mind has to be reconstructed to look like kingdom. My mind has to be. Do you know how much God has been dealing with me lately saying to me um, significantly how our relationships with people have been the number one idol in our life? He just keeps telling me, you guys are so out of position in your relationships with people. It is the one thing that has been hindering you from experiencing the kingdom life. And I'm just like, Lord, keep revealing this to me. Keep showing me this. I don't want my relationship with anybody to stand in the way from me living kingdom. And then he just keeps expressing, then you're going to have to go lower. You're going to have to not assume that you understand how to walk in the kind of relationships that I want you to walk in. There have been so many things that have taken precedent over me and you don't realize these relationships had taken precedent over me. And so he's been giving me, this is what a kingdom marriage looks like. This is what a kingdom relationship with children looks like. This is what kingdom friendships look like. My God. And if you can deconstruct what you've been thought, which is a choice, and reconstruct in Christ and kingdom, it'll begin to look like, and then these relationships won't be idols in your life. And he's like, I'm trying to tear down these strongholds. And if you think about it, everything that impacts us always impacts us at the hands of a relationship, some sort of relationship, some intertwining, something, whatever. And I remember I was talking to a friend one day and and she said to me she said if any of these relationships went wrong right it shouldn't determine my happiness if any of if any relationship goes wrong i don't care if it's your mama right i don't care if it's your daddy if any of these relationships go wrong these relationships should not determine my happiness and if these relationships determine my happiness, then the problem is that I have wrong expectations in these relationships. If somebody don't agree with me, if somebody don't ride with me, if somebody don't walk it out with me, if somebody leaves me, if somebody does not comply with what I feel like is my will for my life. And so he's just been deconstructing my thinking and also helping me to understand that when I pray and if I believe when I pray, like I have to believe what I'm praying is already a truth. If I believe when I pray, then I'm not going to let the stronghold of relationships rule over my life, <laughs> right? I'm not going to let the stronghold of relationships. And so if we start thinking like really start thinking every fallout, 
everything that you've had, the relationships, the consumption you've had in the relationships, consumption you've had in fixing the relationships, consuming yourself with getting married, consuming yourself with not getting married. Think about those moments and come on, Holy Spirit. Think about those moments and how those moments have imprisoned you at some capacity. Think, just real, be real. Think about how much time you spent trying to fix those relationships. Think about how much time you've spent trying to, um, to make those relationships right. Think about how much time you've spent trying to conform your kids to the image of God. Instead of leading by example, right? And so he just keeps saying relationships like the relationships you guys are in because you put so much emphasis in those relationships completing you. Those relationships are ask, actually depleting you and keeping you from walking into the fullness of who I define you to be. Define you to be like who I define you to be the narrow path is really narrow. Like the narrow path is really narrow. And so these relationships pull us into sin or the desire to be in these relationships, pull us into sin. Like our relationships with our children, like it just gets real. It gets real strange. And because the stronghold has been in our mind and that's the way the enemy set it up, then we'll fall into some of these same situations or traps over and over again. And if you look at the curse on it, look at what, how it's happened. Most things that have happened to us have been for generations. Most things that, so if I have unmet or false expectations that this is what my husband is supposed to be like, even though that's not God's design for marriage, even though that's not how God designed our marriage, or if I'm walking in something and it looks like my marriage is cool and then something happens in my marriage and I'm like, I didn't even see it coming. Right. And then all of a sudden my, I fall apart because my marriage fell apart. Right. That means my affection. I'm not saying pain isn't real. I'm not saying hurt isn't real. I'm not saying your feelings aren't real. I'm not saying any of that. I just know that because we've constructed most of our relationships based on fleshly things and things of this world, then when the relationship falls apart, we fall apart. If something happens to one of our kids, we fall apart. When my husband died, I started falling apart. Can I be real? And my, my God started showing me there's nothing wrong with your grief. But if you know that your husband served his life here in purpose to me, and you know that what happens next is his glorified body, why are you falling apart? Like, why are you falling apart when you know he's in a better place? Like, why are you falling apart? Because this moment that you spent falling apart, right? This moment that you've spent falling apart is time that the enemy has been advancing. And can I be real, real? When I was falling apart, my kids were uncovered. I'm just telling you about me. I'm just giving you my testimony. I'm just giving you my testimony. When I was falling apart, my kids were not being properly covered. Because my thing was so fat, set on him dying that I was forgetting about them. I'm just being real. My kids weren't being properly covered and some things began to happen and my kids weren't being properly covered because I was falling apart because of this relationship. I loved my husband, but when he went and got his glorified body, even in the grief, right? I should have been celebrating rejoicing, but people will tell you, oh, you, you know, you don't, you can grieve, you can grieve as long as you want. You can't. But you better start seeking God's face and asking God what this is about, because the assignment against your heart is only designed to pull you further from God or to make you think God isn't real or. Uh, and all you need is a little wedge of untruth before the rest that gets in you. And so God just keeps saying these relationships like re relationships are the biggest idol and your life, glorifying your kid, glorifying your family. Like these are the relationships. And then the minute something happens and it looks like it can be disappointing, right? Then your day, then your day is wrong or you're thrown off or somebody doesn't agree with you. All your stuff changes at the hands of somebody else. First John five and 21 says, dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your 
heart. <laughs> anything. Dear children, keep away from anything. Can you hear me? Anything. If it's going to take the place of God in my heart, then I've got to keep away for it. Or I've got to go get the wisdom and the knowledge from God on how to handle these relationships. So the things I, my God. And so for me in my singleness, because I'm single now, right? And I think this is the position we don't take in our singleness. This is the time that I'm asking God, deconstruct anything in me that has been wrong about marriage so that when I get married again, that I am married the way that you want me to be married and it's healthy and it's whole, right? And it comes from you and it's from above, right? It's, it's from above. Let me do this in my singleness. Show me how to be built up so that I can live in a kingdom marriage. Cause it's hard sometimes to unfold that while you're married, right? Because when you start making changes, if the other person isn't making changes with you, then it, it disrupts the force. Like it kind of disrupt the force. And then you have to, you have to figure this out. And so in my singleness, Lord, prepare me, um, with my children, father, show me how to kingdom parent, how to kingdom parent. What does kingdom parenting look like in this culture, in this age, in this design, in this time? Don't let me parent how my mom them parent. Don't let me parent how I feel parenting should be. Don't let me do, let me come out of my own way because if not, my kids will become an idol and I will be so consumed with their purpose or with them that I forget about my purpose. Or I forget about what God is saying or show me what the kingdom family looks like. Show me what kingdom business looks like. Show me what kingdom governments looks like. Jesus was never for religion. Show me what kingdom culture looks like and how do I live in your culture through Christ Jesus. Jesus was never here teaching religion. As a matter of fact, he came to destroy and kick religion in its butt. He was here teaching kingdom. He was saying, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So God, what don't I understand about your kingdom? What am I missing in kingdom? If you're telling us this morning, right now, mind you, I start on this. I don't know. He's going to lead me to lead read Deuteronomy six. I love how intentional he is with us. He gives me Deuteronomy six and says, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to the commands that I'm giving to you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road and when you are going to bed and when you're down. He comes right in. He, he, does, he comes right in. He comes right in and gives us that first. And then he starts talking to us about the difficulty of our relationships and how they hinder us. And some of us have been so intertwined in it. Come on, speak Holy Spirit. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit speak to us this morning. Some of us have been so intertwined in those type of relationships for so long that we don't properly guard, guard our heart, that we think that's the level of love that God wants us to have in those relationships. And God is like that. What you're doing right now ain't got nothing to do with me. And so we lord over our children. As women, this is the assignment of the enemy on us. This is because he knows men don't, men don't respond this way. We lord over our husbands. When, what I mean lord over, it's like we're the landlord. We're imposing and enforcing all of these rules that do not belong or come from God. And so when we lord over, right, it's like we got a list of things that you are to abide by and that you are to comply with. And instead of being in a relationship with you and carrying the glory in the relationship with you, I Lord over you, my God, as if I own you as property. I hear. And then anytime you, you break the rules of my Lordship, Anytime you break the rules of my lordship, anytime you break the rules of what I feel is comfortable for you, anytime you break the rules of what I feel like should be in our relationship, in our home and whatever, anytime you start on your own journey or your own path, then I'm disappointed in you because I haven't properly guarded my heart in my relationship with you because I've lorded over you, which has been a curse over us as women. Can I, I'm just as women. 
as women, we have, we have been cursed. That is a curse that's been over us. And it came from Eve. Go back to Genesis and it re recede. And so we've been desiring to Lord over everything. We want to rule like little landlords. We come in with our checklist. Like we got restricted covenants. If you don't know about property or neighborhood, you got restricted covenants for your relationship. You didn't do this. You didn't do this. You didn't do this. You're doing this. You broke this rule. And then we'll say it's all according to kingdom. And God is like, that's not how I designed your relationship to be with your spouse. I did not design your relationship like that to be with your kid. And then I'm ready to evict you. Or if you go to the story of the prodigal son, he got all his wealth and then he left. And then when you go on your own path or your own journey, or you don't do life like I think you're supposed to do life, I evict you. And unlike the father, father with the prodigal son, I'm not necessarily looking for you to return. Or if I do look for you to return, it's because of my own issues, insecurities, because I don't want to feel like I failed as a mom. I'm just telling you what, what, what God has been revealing to me by way of relationships, by the way, by the way, right? How we've been handling our relationships. And how the handling of these relationships have been so damaging. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all diligence for from it flows the spring of life. Well, if I'm supposed to be springing and life is supposed to be flowing from me, then the only way that life is going to be able to flow from me realistically, right? The only way that life is going to be able to flow from me is that nothing else takes my place in my heart that isn't like God. If anybody else, if anything else, there is no way if other people are first in my heart that I'm going to be able to flow because they weren't created. They aren't created with the blood, the blood, not blood, the blood. So, so that looks different. John seven and 38 says, whoever believes in me as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from them. Whoever takes my laws and my precepts and eats on them night and day. And so as I am renewing my mind, I hear you, Lord God, then God is restoring us to our original factory reset, right? And so every time I eat a spiritual truth, I should be growing in the things of Christ. As long as I don't reject that spiritual truth, you hear me? As long as I don't reject that spiritual truth, like if I'm reading something in the word, as long as I don't come back and say, oh, that ain't me. That ain't me. That ain't me. That ain't me. As then, then the word, if it's planted, cause the moment that I reject it, I'm choking it out. But if I read something in the word or if something is taught on the devotional, instead of me automatically saying, oh, that ain't me. If I sit time and say, oh, hold on, let me meditate on this. Father, what are you showing me in this? Where have I allowed relationships to take the place of you? And then just sit back and chill and allow him to reveal to you where relationships have have been taking the place, right? And then going through the steps that we've been going through of renewing my mind in the word. I'm not going to wait on a miracle. I'm going to let you do this. I'm not going to believe that I can't control my thoughts. Lord, you've shown me how I can control my thoughts. I'm going to watch what I feed myself because if I have been feeding myself unhealthy things where relationships are concerned, then guess what? I'm going to operate in unhealthy relationships, right? I'm going to operate in unhealthy relationships. Can I tell you something? Um, one of the biggest things I keep hearing this conversation in my head, when uh, my husband died, everybody kept saying, oh, their relationship was so dope. And his best friend, because he knew our relationship really intimately, he said the reason their relationship was the way that it was, it was because they were friends first. The wealth of their friendship guided this relationship and he was absolutely right and so a lot of times the things that we did or didn't do was based on the fact that i didn't want to hurt my friend 
It wasn't because it was my husband. And it was, I don't want to hurt my friend. This is my friend. I value the friendship, the relationship of the friendship too much to hurt my friend. I was not perfect in it, nor was he, but that was the root. That's what helped us go to till death do us part. So then we confess what we believe, not what we feel. We stop saying things out of our mouth that we don't feel. We resist all negative thoughts and then we replace them with positive thoughts. So if I have been taught wrong about marriage or wrong about parenting, and if I'm not broken enough that I go before God and ask him, show me where I've been bad parenting or show me where I'm out of the will of your will for my life, right? If I don't go before him, then it's going to be hard for me to receive or replace or put the positive thoughts that I need to be in place, right? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to captivate my thoughts and put them in submission because I think I know, I think what I'm thinking is right anyway. And if I think what I'm thinking is right anyway, it doesn't matter. And then celebrate the process. Right. And then the, and then expect like miracles, expect miracles, expect miracles, expect every time you renew your mind, that change is going to happen for you. Can you do that? Can you start doing that? Like every time I renew my mind, change is going to happen, but I got to acknowledge where I am. And I got to realize that the word of God is so real and that it's life altering our life changing, right? I'm getting ready to read something to you real quick. And we're going to wrap up for today, um, out of the message Bible. And this is James four. It says, where do you think all these appalling walls and quarrels come from? Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come about because you want your own way and fight for it deep inside yourselves. You lust for what you don't have and are willing to kill to get it. You want what isn't yours and will risk violence to get your hands on it. You wouldn't think of just asking God for it, would you? And why not? Because you know you'd be asking for what you have no right to. You're spoiled children, each one in your own way. You're cheating on God. If all you want is your own way, flirting with the world, every chance you get, you end up enemies of God in his way. And do you suppose God doesn't care? The proverb has it that he's a fiercely jealous lover and what he gives in love is far better than anything else you'll find. It's common knowledge that God goes against the willful proud. God gives grace to the willful humble. So when I am willfully humble versus willfully proud, when I go before God and I don't assume this word, when this word ain't for me, I'm not feeling that I'm not picking this up in my spirit. Well, and I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about any word. The reason you may not be picking up in your spirit is because you may have a spiritual wall up because every time I come from the word, I get something else. Every time I come for the word, I get something else. Like every time I come. So when I say, ah, this ain't for me, I ain't feeling that I ain't on it. The only reason I might not be feeling it. I'm not talking about discerning something in your spirit. The only way that I might not be feeling it is because I don't want to take a dose of this medicine. It's like farmer John's It's painful, right? And what he gives in love is far better than anything else you will find. It's common knowledge that God goes against the willful proud. God gives grace to the willful humble. So let God work his will in you. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch make himself scarce. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Say a quiet yes to God and be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. Hit bottom and cry cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious, really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get on your feet. Don't badmouth each other. Friends, it's God's word, his message, his royal rule that takes a beating in that kind of talk. You're supposed to be honoring the Messiah, not writing graffiti all over it. God is in charge of deciding human destiny. Who do you think you are to meddle in the destiny of others? And now I have a word for you who brashly announced. Today at the latest tomorrow, we're off to such and such a city for the year. We're going to start a business and make a lot of money. You don't know the first thing about tomorrow. You're nothing but a wisp of fog, catching a brief bit of sun before disappearing. Instead, make it a habit to say, if the master wills it and we're still alive, we'll do this or that. As it is, you are full of your grandiose selves. 
All such vaunting, self-importance is evil. In fact, if you know the right thing to do and don't do it, that for you is evil as well. That's just the word. That's just what he been having me chew on. And then can I admonish you? I'm not going to read it right, right now, but will you read when we shut down today? Don't move to anything else. If you will, I just give God some time. And will you read James one as well? Just that that's just the word of God. And so as we begin to renew our mind in the word of God, we're expecting God to change us. We're expecting him to change our hearts. We're taking accountability for ourselves. We're not going to let our thoughts and our heart and our mind and the way we feel rule over us anymore. So say to yourself again, I want the mind of Christ. I want the mind of Christ. I'm walking in the mind of Christ, right? And then when you shut down, read James 1 over yourself and ask the Lord, what are you saying to me in James 1, right? I'm going to read it today. Like one part in the 15, it says, don't let anyone under pressure to give in to evil. Say, God is trying to trip me up. God is impervious to evil and puts evil in no one's way. You need to know God is impervious to evil and he doesn't put evil. God doesn't have to put evil in your way to prove something. But if you don't know the character of God or you're not familiar with God or you don't understand the way of God, you'll rush right through th through this. And so I'm going to take my time. If I hear the Holy Spirit saying, read fake James one, when we shut down, let me read James one and get your revelation of what you're saying in Jesus, because I'm going to walk in the mind of Christ and I'm going to fulfill kingdom on earth. And this was the benefit of Jesus Christ dying on the cross so that I don't have to walk in a less than version of myself. Is this higher thinking? This is Christ thinking. This is kingdom thinking. This is what it looks like to live in kingdom benefits. And then I won't receive just anything for my life and our land will be began to be healed and generational curses. We've been praying for generational curses to be broken, but we got to walk in something different. If generational curses are going to be destroyed, we got to choose a higher level of thinking that's in Christ Jesus, because the mind of Christ discerns the mind of Christ is sharp. The mind of Christ is wise. The mind of Christ of, is discerning. The mind of Christ understood what's God. The mind of Christ is sensitive to the time, times of the sand. The mind of Christ is not blown up and all over the place and emotionally and pulled to and fro. The mind of Christ is not like that. And I don't know about you, but I'm making a commitment today, a fresh commitment to renew my mind daily, two, three, four times a day, because I want the mind of Christ to live in me and nothing else like and nothing else. So we're going to read James one. Can I just do a few things before we get out of here? One if you don't know Christ, this is your time. I had to fall in love with Jesus all over again. I have been so religious. I really didn't know who he was. And so when God began to deal with my heart, he was like, I'm trying to do something different in you. And so I went back and I made this confession, even though I had been saved for a long time. First of all, I'm in need of Lord. I'm in need of a savior. I need to be saved. I need to be saved from myself. Jesus, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. And I need you more than anything. Please forgive me for my sins. Now come Holy Spirit and help me, help lead me in this. I need you. And then let me continue to disciple you. Stay connected to this devotional. Get connected to a local church. I want to continue to disciple you. And I meant to do this. My, my team is going to have to remind me. I was going to do this on the front end. Will you consider becoming a partner of this ministry? Our goal is to get the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world to be the hands and feet of Jesus on this earth. Like we are, we going after the one in every way to feed, to take care of the widows, to take care of the poor. You can find all about us that you can find all about the ministry and what we're doing, all our different partnerships on the website. But will you today, will you don't, don't bypass it. Ask the Lord, am I supposed to be partnering with LMJ ministries? And if so, Lord God, how do you want me to partner with her? We need you to partner with us in prayer. We need you to partner with us and consider being a financial partner with us monthly. Lord, show me a dollar is a partnership. Three dollars is a partnership. Do you know three dollars can feed uh, one person on the streets for us? When we go do feed the streets, three dollars feeds one person. Six dollars feeds two people. Nine dollars feeds. There's so many different ways that you can connect to this ministry. So don't just cast it down. I love you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.